Hello and welcome to the Legacy Church Sermons Podcast. At Legacy Church, we help people find their identity in Jesus and their place in His mission to impact the world through the gospel. We ask that you grab your Bibles, listen up, and we hope that you hear a great word from the Lord today. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And, you know, as we've been studying through the Ten Commandments, or the Ten Words, as we like to say, uh, one of the things that we can acknowledge is God is a good God, right? Amen. But in the midst of it all, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of everything that goes on, His Word remains true, and it's good. And I know some of us this morning will actually really, really believe in what's going to be taught this morning because it's a good word, yeah? Because if we've studied the Ten Commandments, we understand that there's the Fifth Commandment. And I believe that this particular commandment is something that is stated over and over and over and over again. And what is that Ten Commandment? What is that Fifth Commandment, I say? Woo, ready. We are ready. Well, since we're really hyped about this one, can we just put it on the screen real quick? And let's read it together. Exodus 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Amen? Amen. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness. Hey, I'm, I'm just going to encourage some of the parents right now not to look at your kids when we read that. I mean, this message is for all of us, so let's just make sure we're remaining like our posture is remaining in focus this morning. So if you're tempted to just look, don't do it. Don't do it. Let's stay on the word this morning. But can I, can I admit something this morning? Um, whenever we talk about the fifth commandment, I, I know it has a lot to do with uh, honoring our parents, and, and here's one thing that I, I would have to say is that, you know, as a parent myself, um, I feel a little disqualified of teaching this this morning. I just kind of felt that way. And can I express why I felt this way a little bit? Well, two weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, uh, my youngest son, Jonah, stated something to me, and one of the things about the Ten Commandments that I have to really remind myself is this, is as much as it is for the child to obey, it should also be a stewardship for parents to understand that we need to guide and instruct our children, right? So he said something to me that really, that really put pressure on my mindset, and he said, Dad, you are the meanest dad in this world. And I looked at my son Jonah and I said, in this world? And you know, in, in the back of my head, I could only do what a lot of us parents probably do, understanding that we come from a background where discipline and chores were on another level compared to today. And we can honestly say, I was thinking, I was like saying, thinking of all the things that I could say, if you lived in the house that I grew up in, <laughs> then you could understand what the meanest parents look like. You don't understand a thing. But... 
you know, the Holy Spirit quickened me to really say, let's, let's take a step back before I get into any of that conversation. And let me just go ahead and ask this question, just to be a good steward of everything. Jonah, why am I the meanest dad in the world? And he goes ahead and he starts it off and says, when I get in trouble, I was like, okay, you always discipline me. I was like, okay. <laughs> what else? There's got, let's dig deeper here. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's go a little further. Is there anything? Well, whenever you get, when I get in trouble, Dad, I always get, uh, I always am on time out. Toys are taken away. More chores are needed to be done. I don't like that. So in my head, of course, I was thinking of, of you don't like that. But in hindsight, like if we see the future, if, you're, if we don't discipline, if, if I don't discipline and he continues with these habits, then we could have a bigger situation in the future if discipline is not taking place now, right? That's, that's usually my thought process. But what I did is I went ahead and had what we call a full house and family matters moment at the end. You know, at the end of every show, you sit down and, you, and then music comes on and then you describe and you just try to say, well, listen, son, really what I'm doing is challenging you to be better challenging you to respect the rules of the house because if you respect the rules of the house you respect us you respect us you respect God but of course you know Jonah's like you're still mean so I I mean I, I just felt a little disqualified this morning but isn't that interesting even as we read this particular text we're, we have to remind ourselves that we're we're looking at a, a group of a nation called the Israelites that came out of captivity in Egypt. And here we have to really re understand this, that God is taking them out as we understand, and he is now placing them and moving them a new direction. And as he moves them a new direction, there are these words that he gives us to live by. There are these words that he gives us to, to walk in, and there are these words that we call commandments, meaning that it's a mandate from heaven, right? So as it is a mandate from heaven to walk and live by, we have to acknowledge this, that God is moving them this direction. But it's interesting that in the first four words that we have gone through these past few weeks, and thank you, Pastor Kevin, and thank you, Pastor Justin, for the wonderful, amazing words, uh, but as it goes, the posture of our lives is a posture relationship with the Father in the first four. But it's interesting in the fifth commandment, he starts utilizing language that has to do with us horizontally. It's a, we have a vertical, one-on-one uh, -on -one relationship with God in the first four words. Now in the next six, we're going to talk about how we're going to have relationships with one another. And God is interesting in, in this because he starts this fifth commandment and sometimes people might say maybe the first, uh, we would think that the commandment might be to, to honor Moses. 
uh, maybe to honor him as the first horizontal uh, command, how we're supposed to deal with each other, just looking at him as the guy to go to. Nope, he doesn't start there. Maybe it's society, the mandates of society. Maybe we should honor that. Maybe that's kind of our thought process of, as where to think and where to go. No, he doesn't start there. He starts with family. He starts with honoring your father and your mother. All those who are in guardianship of, of you. And the interesting thing is that he commands the Israelites in such a way, and he even states, as in a, in a sense, it gives a promise to them that their days would be long in the land that he is providing for them. And, you know, in today's climate, I, I would have to say that this is an interesting word that we tend to know as the, being the fifth commandment. People have utilized this particular commandment in their households. They've used it in societies. They've used it in many different areas. And in some cases, can, can I be fair to the whole thing that's going on sometimes in society? Sometimes we use it for our own personal gain and not to truly honor the Lord. Has anybody ever thought that before? Because that has happened where we try to make our things done without going to the Lord. But let's keep it in context. In context, we really have to understand a few things. When it comes to the Israelites that were being moved out of Egypt, we have to really understand this. God is commanding them to live in a different way than where they came from. He is calling upon them to structure their lives in a way that is honorable to God. And one of the ways that is honorable and pleasing to God is to walk in, in a way of respect and honor towards your parents. And as we walk in honor and uh, towards our parents, we have to reflect on this. They have to reflect that they are living differently than where they came from. Understanding that even as we reflect here today, there are mandates in society, but here's the thing that we need to keep in our mindset is that this is the calling of the Lord for us as believers. Sometimes in society, we might say that this is a, a good, a wise word, a good practice. It's something good to live by. No, for us who are believers, this is a command. This is something that we're to live up to. And even as we get to what I would say the original uh, meaning within the context, we have to really acknowledge this. To, to honor one's parents means really to prize them, to care for them, and to show respect and reverence and commit to obeying them. Can we honestly say right now at this very moment when we think of our parents that we are prizing and valuing them at this very moment? Can we say that respect is something that goes from our heart? When we think of our parents, that is something that comes to our heart. I'm, I'm going to respect them with everything. I've, I've got to do everything I can to honor them. And then, for those of us who are younger, we've got to obey them. We've got to obey them young, and we've got to obey them, period, you know? And thinking of this particular commandment, I know that it creates a lot of different emotions and a lot of different types of tension because there's a lot of different scenarios in many different family types. And I, I get that. But here's the fact that we have to understand is that this command remains regardless of our relationship with our parents, okay? 
We have to really reflect and understand that. This is a commandment that is true in Old Testament times and true in New Testament times. And the interesting thing is, even as he instructs the Israelites that, you know, there's going to be, you're going to live long in this time. I, I want you to honor your father because your life, your life is going to be long here on the, the land that he is leading you to live in. And people have gone and said, you know, parents actually, and especially mine, I don't know, like some of you may know, I come from uh, Uganda. My family is, is very, it's very high honor culture. So if you understand the begats in like Matthew, if you look at that, if you take a look, that's what I have to go through when sometimes when I go to Uganda and say, you know, your great-great-grandfather begat so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, so you need to honor this way. And the way your name came out was to honor this. So it's a very high honor tradition over there. So in context, I understand where it's being taught, but at times... This can be difficult. This can be a very difficult commandment to walk in. Why? Because we live in a broken world. We live in a broken place where a lot of different things happen. Where a lot of people are coming from broken homes or broken parenting. Or maybe it's the opposite side where... We, we are doing the best that we can, but yet there's still rebellion. Rebellion towards parents, rebellion towards what we would say ultimately God. And you know what's interesting in this, that Jesus also uses interesting language. In, in Luke chapter 12, verse 53, he, he uses language like, they will divide father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, th those kind of divisions. I, you hear that language, it's like, whoa, whoa, I, I know to honor my parents, but why are you using this? And we have to reflect that there's rebellion going on in family. And in this, we have to understand that there is a higher calling. We are called to honor our heavenly father, and the structure that he has called us to. And anybody in rebellion that's going to bring division at times. It's going to be challenging. This is not easy. And I think we as parents, me as a parent, I have to remember that it's not always easy for my kids to just say, yes, I'm going to wake up and make my bed and do whatever you say. I get that, I understand. But most of all, it's just challenging them to, to understand as they obey God is pleased. So even as we read in the New, New Testament, Apostle Paul uses this language in Ephesians 6, 2 through 4. He says, honor your father and your mother. This is the commandment with a promise, that it, will, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And I'm going to add this part here because I believe that this gives balance to everything. Apostle Paul even instructs fathers. Fathers or the head of the house or however you want to say the, the headship of the home do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. As we walk in this we need to be reminded as parents 
that there is a discipline in parenting. We are stewarding what God has given us, and we are to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. In context, this commandment is for those who are walking in a way that is honoring and pleasing to God. We are in Christ, so we are walking and instructing. And then in hindsight, kids, obey, obey your parents. So it may go well with you. One of the big things about the, uh, the Israelites is this. Whenever we look in the, this particular commandment, one of the things of the, uh, going to the land, we have to acknowledge this. He wants, God wants to make sure that there's not rebellion towards the older generations and vice versa. So that the life will be long. We need to walk in a life place that is honoring to one another. But children, obey your parents. And this is my first thought. Honoring your parents is not an easy task. But it is a task we are called and commanded to live by. See, even as uh, Apostle Paul was writing in Ephesians, you have to understand that he was utilizing this language to bring order and balance to things as he is instructing the church to walk in unity with one another, especially as a family unit to walk in unity with one another. So one thing we need to remember is that unity is one of God's plans for our family, and we need to walk in that. That is our calling. That is our mandate. And as, as easy as it sounds to say, it's not truly that easy because, let's face it, uh, if we were to take a look at it, does it mean that uh, when we honor our parents, uh, does that mean that you actually have to put your games away to clean your room sometime in honoring your parents? Yes. Does it mean at times that you have to listen to the same story you listened to last week that your parents told you so that your parents can prove that point? Yes. Does it mean that even when we enter adulthood, that we should still honor our father and our mother? Yes. Because here's one of the things that we learn from society is that when we get to the age of 18, I'm about to grow up, I'm about to get out this house, I'm going to do my own thing, I don't have to live the way that my parents are telling me, I'm not going to make my bed, I'm not going to do anything, I'm just going to chill and relax. But at the end of the day, there's wisdom in everything that your parents have encouraged you to live by and, and to honor. And here's, here's a big caveat on this one. As we honor our parents, as we get into a adulthood, we have to understand this. We never age out of this. There are some belief systems where we might feel that we age out of honoring our parents. Where we believe that because I am now a grown person living in my own house that I don't need to listen to these people anymore. But at the end of the day, that commandment still stands. You know, I, got a, I heard a funny story about that because this can be a challenge for us who are older, who have, are a child of somebody. And I would say a lot of us, all of us are a child of somebody, right? And in this, uh, I just remember this story from a, a preacher who told it. So I'm going to do my best to tell this story. 
but I think it sends a message, right? There is a young man, and there's a, actually there's a father, and he has a son who looks up to him. And as he looks up to his, his father, the son looks up to his father, his father gets word that his own father, the young man's grandfather, is not doing well. He is sick. He's not able to move like he used to move. So what the father ended up doing is asking his father to come live in their house. His son was very, was noticing this act of love. And then as life kept going, he, we, we see a story kind of blossom out into this. Uh, unfortunately, the father didn't take the best care of his dad when he came into the home. As a matter of fact, when it came to supper time or dinner time, uh, he would let his dad, who was not able to move his hands that much, they would put a bowl in front of him and say, can you just eat, please? I'm not going to help eat or anything like that. So the, the relationship was a little awkward, a little different, especially when it came to dinner time. So one day, uh, they took the utensils away, and they said, you know what? This is what we're going to do during dinner time from now on, since you're kind of bugging me to help you eat. Then this is the father talking to his father. He said, I'm just going to give you a bowl. And with this bowl, I just want you to use your hands. And as you use your hands, I just want you to just eat, because I'm not helping right anymore. So one day, the son is watching everything. But the son goes out in the shed and starts making certain things because he's taking a woodshop class. And as he's taking a woodshop class, the father comes out and he sees his son making something and he says, wow, that's, that's really nice. What are you making? That looks amazing. And the young son says, dad, I'm making an even bigger bowl so that when you're old, you can eat out of it. Wow, right? We have to remember as we are honoring our parents, we're still teaching and instructing our kids. That's one thing we can never forget, never neglect, is that as much as we teach to honor us, we have to reflect and say that we're honoring our parents as well. Even as adults, it never stops, but it continues. We respond in the ways that is in kind to the Lord it is honoring this commandment. And as we walk through, we truly need to remember this. Uh, when we honor our parents, we also honor God. We truly need to remember this. When we honor our parents, we also honor God. In Colossians 3.20, Apostle Paul continues to write in the same light as Ephesians, trying to instruct the church on the order of things, creating unity for one another. And he instructs and says, children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing. This, this pleases the Lord. This is something that is pleasing to the Lord. So one thing that we have to really gravitate to and understand is as we live on this earth and there's challenges on this earth, we have to understand that this earth that we live in lives by a different set of rules than maybe what we who are the body of Christ live in, right? 
we have to reflect and understand that there is something that supersedes even the rules here in this world. We have to acknowledge that even though society may say that there comes a point where we don't have to honor anymore because maybe the parents are not perfect, that the word still says to honor. We cannot deviate from that. And I understand that even in this world, like I stated early, we live in a broken place. We live in a broken world. And it's, into the, it's to the place where sometimes it's hard to navigate how we honor at times. How we honor those we feel that didn't do their best with us. And I'm, I'm not going to walk in a naive sense saying that everybody has lived under the covering of God as they grew older. There are some of us who have gone through things that are unimaginable, hurtful, painful, dramatic, and it's, and it's sometimes awful. But you're saying that the commandment still stands? Yes. There's some of us who have lived in a place where it's just tough to talk about. But the question ends up being, how? If I've gone through all of this, how can I honor those who I felt did me wrong as a child? How can I honor those parents that neglected me? How can I honor those parents who, who did certain things that were not good towards me? We have to then commit ourselves to the teachings of Christ. We have to go back in the context of the Gospels and remember that one of the ways that we can honor those in difficult, in, uh, difficult standards is this. We pray for them. Don't forget about prayer. Maybe you're under this new understanding. You're not, you're not in this world anymore, but you're now living in Christ. But maybe your parental figures are not living in that place at all. But yet, what do I do to honor them? Pray for them. What about those who have, you know, stated certain things that are so painful towards me, towards the family that I grew up in? What do I do? Commit to the teachings of Christ. And not only will pray for them, but forgive them. That is a way to honor. That is a way to show care for your parents. That is is a way to really walk in the patterns and the pathway of the Lord. Yes, and I know it's easier said than done, but that is just the challenge and the mandate of this command. That we not take the opportunity to talk down about our parents. That we not reject our parents, but we in some sense honor them by our devotional life to Christ. It's a, it's a tough word to receive sometimes. And if, if I can be very transparent, when we talk about parenting, when we talk about family, when we talk about family structures, it's, I, I have to admit that this was even a challenge for me. It was intimidating for me to even write this word because there's so many experiences out there. 
there are so many hardships out there. And to reflect and hear people's stories and say, hey, you need to honor your parents without understanding the story, without understanding the background can be uh, tone deaf at times. And that's not what we're trying to do this morning because at the end of the day, these commandments help us have relationship not only with God but with each other. And the first place that we have the opportunity to understand what relationship looks like is with our family which God loves so much is our family. We have to reflect and understand this and remind ourselves every day by the working of the Holy Spirit that we are not going to be perfect in this. As a matter of fact, I think Kevin said it a couple weeks back or a few weeks back stating that, you know, when it comes to taking the Lord's name in vain, we're going to, we're going to mess that up, right? But in this one, I can say the same thing. We're not perfect in this one. I have two amazing boys. I love to death. But they're not perfect in this one. But I wasn't either. And sometimes I'm still not perfect in it. As I have my parents to honor and respect and live with at times, you know. But in hindsight... We have to acknowledge this. As we walk in the commandment of the Lord, if we walk, as we walk in the fifth commandment of the Lord, we need to really understand this. This is the third thought. When we walk, when we honor the fifth commandment, we exemplify Christ. See, this is something that is so profound. Why? Because we have to understand that Jesus was sent by his Father from heaven to come and do a mission. And in this mission, Jesus had to walk amongst the people here on this earth. And as he walked, he walked in a way that is different than you and I. He walked with all perfection. He walked with an observation, an honor, a respect, a reverence to his heavenly father towards the mission that he had. And in looking at what Christ did, he honored his father. As a matter of fact, John 6, 3, uh, 38 says, For I have come down from heaven... Not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. He came to walk in honor. He came to walk in obedience. He came to do not his will, but the will of his father. Hmm. When we look at this, when we honor our parents, it resembles Christ. It exemplifies Christ. When we walk in the pattern that he has first led us through, we walk in the patterns of Christ. And we have to remember this and reflect on this, that God sent his son, that his son walked on this earth perfectly, honoring him, walking in full submission to what it is he's called to, to the point of death for you and I. He walked in such a way that he understood that we are people who have fallen into brokenness, fallen into sin, fallen into a dark world, but yet he still sent his son and his son, Jesus, thank you, Lord, said, I will do this work and I will do it for you. Because what would have been the issue if he didn't honor his father? That would have been something, right? But thank you, Lord, 
When we praise the name of the Lord, hopefully it goes deeper. Thank you, Lord, that you were obedient. Thank you, Lord, that you were honoring. Thank you, Lord, for your example so that I can walk in that way, in that pathway as well. Thank you, Lord, because in walking in obedience and walking in honor, there's a few things that we have to acknowledge here. We have to really acknowledge that we, we walk and we learn humility. When we're tasked by our parents to, to do certain things, we can't say, you know what, no, I'm not going to do that. That probably would cause conflict. But it creates a humility, it creates character, it creates integrity. There are things that we learn in walking in this example. Even in the hardships, learning to forgive, learning to love through the dark moments, learning to walk in forgiveness. But it exemplifies Christ. It exemplifies what he did. So what do we do with a message like this? What do we do? Well, one of the things that we can do is this. We can take a, a step back and reflect. We are, all, we are all a child of somebody. And we need to start asking these questions. How did I honor? Or am I still honoring today? Am I committed to respecting and allowing them to prize them? Am I reprising them or valuing them enough? And I, am I showing care for everything that they say to myself? Those are some of the things that we can start asking. But here's the challenge for you and I this week. The challenge is this. I challenge you to go and pray this week. Pray for your parents. For those who parents have gone to be with the Lord, like myself, my father went to be with the Lord in 2008. I honor him. I remember him. But I also say thank you, Lord, for his character and his integrity in my life. For some of us, we may need to go a different route and say, Lord, I've had so much struggle with this particular figure in my life that I can't live in this anymore. Help me, Holy Spirit, to forgive the things that were done in my life. Help me to learn to move forward and help me to learn to honor you mostly. But this week, I want to challenge you. Maybe if your parents are still around, call them up. Share with them something. Share with them your care. Share with them how much you value them this week. And for some of us young kids, maybe share with them and say, I love you. Sometimes it's good for parents to hear that. Can we say amen to that? And as we instruct, as we as parents instruct in the ways of the Lord, Let's remember to call upon the Holy Spirit to help us because at the end of the day, we want our children to walk in a way that is pleasing to him, 
So creating the environment, creating the atmosphere that the Holy Spirit would have us create is a very important thing and a very important task that we should take extremely seriously. This is a commandment. This is not a suggestion. This is not just a good practice. It's not that. This is a command. Not for me. Not for me. But from God. So let us remember through the times of difficulties, through the times of challenge, or through the times that are good, let's be committed to honor our father and our mother. Do you receive that word this morning? Come on, do you receive that word this morning? Amen. Can we pray together? Father, we do thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you that you sent your only begotten Son to exemplify what it means to walk in obedience, to walk in honor, to walk in love, to walk in prizing and valuing your every word. But I ask, Lord, at this very moment, I know and I understand that there's some struggles in this place where some of us have maybe had those issues, those struggles, those painful moments, and it's hard to walk through. Even a message like this kind of causes tension, Lord. And I just ask, Father, by your spirit that you would begin to minister to all of us who have had brokenness in our families. Help us to walk in a way that not only honors those parents here on this earth, but mostly honors you. So I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would instruct us on how to walk forward in this if we've had those difficult challenges. Help us, Holy Spirit. And for some of us who's, who've had great relationships, help us, Lord, to honor our parents even more, challenging us to do things, to show them that we love and care and value them everything that they've taught us, everything that they've done for us, everything that they've shown us. And I know your desire is to create unity within our families. So I just ask, Lord, help us to walk in that unity. Help us to walk with the kingdom mandate to honor our father and our mothers. Help us to walk in that sense because ultimately, it honors and pleases you. It's in your name we pray that we say, amen.